Hello and welcome to Mum Stoppable. I'm so excited to be here with you again this week, mummers. Now, as a quick reminder, this is not your regular parenting podcast. I will not be giving you any parenting tips or hacks because I believe you get enough of those from all the other podcasts and social channels out there. Instagram, I'm looking at you. Instead, this is an invitation to take 30 minutes out of your day to work on you, mama. I'm Carly Nair, I'm a certified coach and mum of two boys, and I believe that all mums deserve to feel seen, heard and supported. And I want to do that by bringing you expert coaching support whenever and wherever you need it. So commit to yourself now, mama. Commit to spending 30 minutes a week listening to this podcast and working on yourself. And by doing that, I promise your parenting will automatically benefit. As I'm just starting out in the world of podcasting, I would love to hear what you think of Mumstoppable. So please feel free to email me at hello at mumstoppable.com with any feedback you have, the good, the bad and the ugly, and any further topics you'd like me to cover in future weeks. For those of you that would like the show notes, please visit mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and search for the podcast episode title. And in there, you'll find a full write up of the show notes, including the coaching challenges and coaching corner notes as well. If you do like what you hear, please sign up to my email newsletter by heading over to mumstoppable.com. By signing up, you're guaranteeing you'll never miss an episode as they will land directly in your inbox every Monday morning, along with a link to the show notes I've just talked you through. For now, though, enjoy the podcast and remember, I see you, Mama. You've got this. You are Mumstoppable. Hello, Mama, and welcome to episode 11 of Mumstoppable. I hope you've had a fabulous weekend and that you managed to have a go at some of the relationship work we covered off last week. I've been doing some love languages work with my kids and it's been so interesting how different they both are, despite the fact they've been brought up together. I'm also loving having conversations with them about it and the importance of trying to notice what makes others feel super loved, um, because it might not be the same thing that makes them feel loved. Anyway, I digress because this week on the 24th of February, in fact, it is Emotional Health Day. So what better way to theme this week's episode than by bringing things back to emotional health, which the Samaritans define as being about how we think and feel. It's about our sense of well-being, our ability to cope with life events and how we acknowledge our own emotions as well as those of others. It doesn't mean being happy all of the time. Now, there's a lot to unpack there, but today we're going to focus on our ability to cope with life events and acknowledge our own emotions. So first, what is an emotion? Well, Google, good old Google, tells me that it is a strong feeling deriving from one's circumstances, mood or relationships with others. So it's basically how we feel about things, often in reaction to things that are happening to or around us, which makes total sense. Okay, the other thing I wanted to cover off was the different types of emotion and why we even have them. So first off, let's list some common emotions. So we've got happiness, sadness, love, fear, confidence, although this is questionable. See episode 11 for more on why I'm not convinced that's a feeling or an emotion. We've got anger, playfulness, embarrassment. So things like those. Brilliant. Obviously, there are many, 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 many more, but that's a good start. And looking at that small list, we could categorise those into two. Comfortable emotions, things like happiness, love, playfulness, and uncomfortable emotions, things like sadness, fear, anger. 
The first thing I want to be very clear about here is that I have intentionally used the terms comfortable and uncomfortable rather than positive and negative or good and bad. The reason for that is there is no such thing as a bad emotion. I truly believe that and I want it to sink in. So let me say it again. There is no such thing as a bad emotion. So why is that? Because let's think now about where emotions come from. Let's take fear as an example, because it's a pretty extreme emotion that I think a lot of people would class as bad. So at its core, what is fear? What is its purpose? What is it trying to tell you? Well, at a very basic level, fear is a protective mechanism. A sense of fear is telling us something is wrong and we need to do something about it to get away. So think fight or flight. For example, in our history, when early man or early woman was attacked by a wild animal, fear would kick in and it would get him or her to either fight the animal off or run away. Fear is there keeping him or her alive. Without it, he'd be killed. Pain is another example. So let's say you touch a hot pan handle and you feel pain immediately. The emotion of pain tells you something is wrong and you need to let go. If you didn't feel that pain, you'd keep holding on to that panhandle and you'd get really hurt, really burnt. Now, these are extreme examples, but hopefully you get my point. So emotions are there for a reason. They're our body's way of trying to protect us and tell us things. There's an interesting aside, by the way. Did you know that there are only two fears that we're born with? And I bet you can't guess what they are. The first one is loud noises which is why loud noises will make babies cry. And the second one is falling. Every other fear that we have as adults is learnt in our lifetime. How amazing is that? Okay, so let's go back to that part of the definition of emotional health, which we want to focus on today, which is our ability to cope with life events and acknowledge our own emotions. The next thing to understand is that there are a lot of different schools of thought around how to deal with the emotion in the moment. So some people think it's best to quash the emotion immediately by getting back into the present moment and moving on. Others say you should allow yourself to fully feel every emotion you get, let it move through your system and then try to move on. My personal thinking, having done lots of research on it and lots of reading, is that it's a bit of both, depending on the situation and also depending on the strength of the emotion. So I'm going to start with the big emotions. So think about when you're a teenager and you had your heart broken for the first time or that awful feeling of grief when someone close to you passes away. So these are big, serious emotions that you cannot just get rid of. And it would be unhealthy to do that, in my opinion. In these situations, I believe it's really important to allow yourself to feel all the things. And that might mean locking yourself in a bedroom for a few hours and just crying. If you're feeling anger, it might mean you need to scream into a pillow to get some release. Whatever it is that you need to do. Give yourself permission to feel all the feelings and just let them flow through you. You're human at the end of the day. These are big, serious emotions. Just let them flow. Now, the reason I think in these situations it's important to feel the emotions before you get rid of them is also because if you suppress big, huge, serious feelings like those, they can lead to more sinister things, including things like depression, chronic anxiety, and also a range of health conditions too. So by allowing them to flow through you before releasing them, you're allowing them to do what they need to do before getting rid of them. 
Okay, so when you're ready to come out of the other side of one of those big emotions, there are then loads of things you can do to try to shake them off. And they all revolve around a change of state and movement. So essentially, if you ever feel stuck in an emotion, so mentally you feel stuck, you need to physically move your body to get unstuck. So that might mean putting on your favourite song, having a dance or going out into nature and having a walk or going to a fitness class, doing something to physically change your state. And then in all likelihood, your mood and your emotional state will change too. Because remember, nothing changes when nothing changes. So if you don't change your physical state, your emotional state is going to remain the same. Brilliant. Now, that's the big emotions covered off. But what about the daily struggle with all the emotions we feel throughout the day? And that's including those where you might be triggered by our little people. I'm looking at you terrible twos. For this, I want to visit Coaching Corner and I want to reintroduce a concept which we've spoken about before, but having a good understanding and an awareness of this tool is absolutely key to taking back control of your life in so many ways. So I want to go through it again. Now, this is the idea that we can actually control how we feel about things, which I realise is controversial and not an absolute truth, but I think most of the time it's true and I'll explain why shortly. Now, there are various models which show how this works, but I'm going to use my own variation, which is my three-step emotional control process. Okay, if I ask you to think about how an emotion works, practically speaking, most people will come up with two steps as follows. Step one, you have an emotion, often in reaction to something that's happening to or around you. Step two, you decide what action to take based on your emotion. So you have an emotion, you somehow react. However, there's a fundamental step missing here, which is that you have a choice, Mama. So let's revisit the steps. Step one is that you imply meaning to whatever is happening to or around you by putting it through a filter. This filter includes your values. See episode eight of this podcast if you don't know what your values are, because I guide you through an entire exercise to find that out. The filter also includes your ideologies, your beliefs, your instincts, past experiences, etc., etc. Basically anything and everything that makes you who you are. Once you've implied that meaning, step two is, based on the meaning you've implied, you set an emotion into play. Step three is you then decide what action to take based on your emotion. Now, I understand this might be a tricky concept to both understand and buy into, but stay with me because I've got a couple of examples which will hopefully make it much clearer. So example one, let's say your kid comes back from school, goes to get a glass of water, and once he's filled the cup from the tap, he turns around and drops it. Now there's water everywhere, he's upset and you have a choice. Mama, you could decide in that moment that your kid has done this on purpose, is just trying to cause you problems by creating a mess, which you now need to clear up. In that instance, your emotion would likely be anger. And your reaction would likely be to shout at him before angrily cleaning up the mess. I say this because I've done it before. But what if, Mama, what if you decided in that moment that your kid was trying to be helpful and save you a job by not asking you to get him a drink and doing it himself because he's noticed how much you do for him? And what if he was actually getting that cup of water for you because he wants to do something nice for you? In this instance, your emotion would likely be what? Not anger. It would probably be a bit of sorrow and appreciation. You'd appreciate the sentiment and you'd probably feel sad for him that it didn't turn out how he wanted. And your reaction might be to give him a hug before mopping it up. Now, think about after that incident has happened. 
Physiologically, in the first scenario, when you're angry, your heart rate is going to be raised. Your blood is going to be pumping. Your adrenaline will be going over time. You will be physically stressed out. In scenario two, you're more calm. You've had a hug, which I've said is scientifically proven to have health benefits if it's 10 seconds or more. The house is calm. Nobody's upset. You can go about your afternoon. Do you see how the same situation with a slightly different lens in step one creates a totally different outcome? Do you see that the only difference here is the filter that you applied to the situation as it occurred? Do you see how powerful and utterly life-changing that could be, Mama? Because once you understand this, you can take back control. You can directly impact how your day goes. You can decide whether you are stressed out or whether you are calm. You have this power, Mama. And that brings us to our coaching challenge, because I know in the heat of the moment, it's easy to get swept up and using that previous example, flip right into anger mode. And that's because as mums, we have so much on our plates that it's just another thing to deal with. And anything could be the thing that tips us over the edge. But there are tools and techniques that we can use to conquer this, mama. The main thing is that you understand the concept of my three-step emotional control process. And you can now look out for situations like this happening and emotions taking over. So what I want you to do for this week's coaching challenge is to look out for exactly those moments. Try to catch yourself in the act of applying those filters before the emotion hits you and make a choice to apply a different filter. And if you're too late and notice after the emotions hit, take a breath and use one of these gorgeous grounding techniques to get back into the present moment. This will help you come out of the emotion and be able to take a step back and rationally make a choice about the filter you're going to apply. So here are some grounding techniques that you can choose from. First one is count down from 10 slowly, ideally with your eyes closed. The second one is, my favourite, use the 54321 technique. That's looking around you, naming five things in your head or out loud that you can see, five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things you can hear, two things you can smell, and one thing you can taste. The third one is box breathing, another of my favourites. And this is where you breathe in for the count of four, hold your breath for four, breathe out for a count of four, hold your breath for four, and repeat until you feel calm. Next one is, really hard, try to recite the alphabet backwards in your mind. And that will instantly snap you out of whatever emotion it is that you're in. Next one, which is put your both, both of your feet on the floor and stamp them a few times and shake your body out. And you're changing your state again and that will change your emotional state. And the last one is splash your face with some cold water to snap yourself out of it. Now, these are all small things that take a minute or two. And the point is that you are resetting yourself. You're also creating a state change, as I said. So you're moving out of the undesired emotion even before it happens. And then when you're reset, you can calmly and logically make a choice about the emotion you're going to feel and the action you're going to take as a result of that. This is another utterly magical tool. And if you use it correctly, it's one of the most transformational tools you can use because it will have such a positive impact on the experience you're having when you live your life. And it will also make you a better mother. So it's a win-win. Okay, now I'm feeling uber generous today. So I actually want to set you another mini challenge. And this is one that you can do with your kids. So I mentioned earlier that hugs are scientifically proven to have a positive physiological impact on your 
on your physical health, on your body, right? Which I think is wild. So if you're having a bad day, a decent long, by which I mean 10 seconds minimum, so 10 seconds or more hug can change everything and make you feel better and also physically make you better. But did you know that hugging yourself can have the same impact? Mind blown. So next time you or your kid is feeling sad, maybe you or they on your own so you've got no chance of asking someone for a hug hug yourself put one arm across your chest and your hand over your shoulder the other arm going across your belly and around your waist and squeeze and do it for 10 seconds minimum and that will instantly give you a scientifically proven physiological boost which is incredible i love it it's actually called a container hug try it teach it to your kids let me know what you think Now, before you go, I want to tell you a bit more about my new mobile app. It's going to be your one-stop shop to all things Mumstoppable, wherever and whenever you need it. So if you've enjoyed the Mumstoppable podcast, but you want more, if you're intrigued by how coaching can help you rediscover yourself or help you grow your confidence, if you long to feel seen and heard outside of just being mum, but you're not sure where to start, then the Mumstoppable app is for you. I've created this app to turn the world of coaching on its head. I know how hard it is being a mum and often losing yourself in the process. I also know how damn life-changing coaching can be. But I also acknowledge that one-to-one coaching isn't an option for a lot of mums. It's often expensive, you've got to commit to regular time slots, and it's just another thing to add to your list. So by combining my love of technology, because for those of you that don't know, I had a long and very happy career in video games... And by combining that with my passion for coaching mums to help them find themselves again, I've designed and created a mobile app that brings you expert coaching support at your fingertips. It's built so you can dip in and out of the content as and when you need to. And there's no need to book regular slots or even to commit to watching videos. In fact, most of the content is audio based so that you can dip in and listen while you're busy doing all the other things on your to-do list while still making time to work on you. How it works is that by using my bespoke mum-stoppable method, I'll support you rediscover your pre-mum sparkle by asking you to commit to just 30 minutes a week. And that's broken down into chunks for you to complete whenever and wherever you can. I'll be giving you access to expert guided coaching sessions, tools and techniques to help you rediscover who you are behind the mum mask. And for those of you familiar with this weekly podcast, we'll be visiting Coaching Corner and I'll be setting a coaching challenge each week too. You'll also get access to monthly group coaching sessions live with me to keep you on track. And finally, you'll get membership to the Mumstoppable community where you can connect to other mums. When the app launches in March, I'll be looking for a group of founding members who will have access to all of the above and more. I am so excited to bring this support to you, Mama. I don't think there's anything else like it on the market. And if you're as excited as I am, please go to mumstoppable.com. Please sign up to my newsletter and you will be the first to find out how to sign up to become a founding member when I launch in March 2024. I really hope to see you there. That brings us to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you once again for joining me and well done for spending the last 30 minutes doing something just for you. It's no mean feat when you've got a million things on your mum to-do list. Enjoy working through this week's coaching corner tips and as always, I would love to hear how you're getting on with the coaching challenge. So please feel free to send me a quick email at hello at mumstoppable.com or find me on Instagram at mumstoppable underscore and send me a DM or leave a comment on one of my posts. 
You'll also be able to find reminders of the Coaching Corner tips and details of the Coaching Challenge on Instagram towards the end of the week. And if you want the show notes from today's show, head over to mumstoppable.com forward slash blog and search for this week's episode title. In there, you'll have access to the entire Coaching Corner tips and also the Coaching Challenge in written form. Over the coming weeks, I'll be talking to you about challenges facing mums ranging from feeling lost and like you don't know who you are anymore, to surviving overwhelm as a mum, to motherhood and the strains that puts on your relationships, to the struggle of returning to work and everything in between. Please also feel free to email me with any challenges you're facing which you'd like me to cover off on upcoming sessions. If you've liked what you've heard today, please do sign up to my email newsletter by heading over to mumstoppable.com. By signing up, you're guaranteeing you'll never miss an episode as they will land directly in your inbox every Monday morning, along with a link to the show notes. For now, though, have an awesome week. And remember, I see you, Mama. You've got this. You are Mumstoppable. <laughs>